You'll call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. Let them know that Rodian Radio is live up in this biatch. biatch. You got it locked on Rodian Radio. Yeah, Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Eze is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yella is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. The Wizard is down with us. JJ Fag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh, boy, he's down with us. Toddy B and Spade, they're down with us. My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us. I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from. Compton, but the tapes are from the rodeum. My name is Dre, listen while I play. And by the way, I'm also down with NWA. Yo, Steve at the rodeum is down with us. Slanging funky tapes, it is a must. We're number one. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodium Radio, episode 95. And before I introduce my special guest, just a few minor announcements. Once again, uh, for those of you that are still asking me, can we still order the um, hard copies? Yes, the hard copies, the mixtapes, the four that Dre did, the four that I did are still available. Also, the High C album is also still available. So those of you that are interested on hard copies, you got to be DMing me and inboxing me. So yes, they're still available. Other than that, I want to thank everybody that has subscribed and that has tuned in to Freaky Tales. We've been doing that on Fridays, and all I hear is nothing but positive feedback. So I want to thank everybody who has tuned in. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe to Freaky Tales, but you'll see that during the commercial break. Other than that, uh, we're still working on the Chicano Rap documentary. We had to stop doing the drone footage because lately the fires have been you know, coming through, it's been hazy. We, we hadn't gotten good footage of uh, LA. So we had to stop, so we'll pick it up next week, but we're still on that. Just giving you guys a quick update. Other than that, the store is still open. Um, now this, I need you guys to listen to. For many of you that have ordered shirts, it may take a little bit longer than usual because the Pro Club shirts that we're having to print them on, uh, the companies are backed up due to this whole COVID thing. So other than that, um, how'd you guys like my Cowboys win today? But uh, without further ado, please allow me to introduce my very special guest, Clever from Brownside. How you doing, brother? What up, what up? Here. So you know what? Uh, let me start off by this. Um, I'm a sports guy. Are you a sports guy? Yeah, I like, I like football, man. Okay. Like Who, football. Who's your team? It's the 49ers, man. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Did they play today? They did, yeah. Okay, who, who, who did they play? Uh, they played against the motherfucking, who was it? The Jets? Okay. Yeah. Did they win? Uh, yeah, they won. Okay. I didn't watch the game, but I heard they won. I was busy doing some other shit. But okay, okay. It yeah. Was an early game. Yeah. Uh, what about Lakers fan? Yeah, the Lakers are good. Yeah, yeah. as a matter of I'm, fact, they pulled it out today. I'm not much of a basketball, you know what I mean, fan uh-huh. and shit, but, you know, I fuck with the Lakers because they rep the LA. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's dope. Uh, you go to a lot of 49er games at all? I haven't been to not one. I really? just like football, you know, I watch it on, you know, if I get a chance, if I see it on TV, I watch right. it, you know. Right. I go for the Niners. A lot of people ask why I go for the Niners and shit, because, you know, that Frisco shit and all that. Well, shit, I go for the Niners because, uh, you know, 49th Street, you know, the whole thing where we all grew up at in 49th Street, you know. And yeah. plus, that's my clique, the tiny local 49th Street. So, you know, that's the only reason why okay. I go for the Niners. Um, and, uh, you know, my old brother, everybody used to like the Niners, so yeah, that's what I fuck with, yeah. Hmm. What about baseball? You like baseball? Baseball is cool. You know, I fuck with the Dodgers and shit. It's all right. You know, yeah. I don't really watch it though. Boring as fuck to me. You know, <laughs> I'm just keeping it. I'd rather go 
and you know have a beer and watch the damn game than watch it at home because right. uh to me baseball somewhat bores me but i'd rather go it's fun when you go you know right. especially when you go with a, a big group you know right, uh, right other than that um uh what you gonna call it You've seen anything good lately on TV? I'm a movie guy. I know before uh, uh, we went live, I asked you if you watch a lot of movies, and you said, "Yeah." What type of movies do you like to watch? Shit, I like to watch monster movies and shit. Uh, um, some good movies, like real shit. I don't like to see that fake fucking Marvel bullshit. You know, oh. Spider-Man shit. The shit that you're gonna you're gonna know the ending to. You know, right, right. I don't like those kind of movies. I like those real gangster movies though. Um, <clears throat> I'm not talking about blood in, blood out and shit like that. I'm talking right. about like that, you know, the bank robbery shit. Okay. Or, um, you know, real real stories and shit, okay. you know? Uh, That's uh, what I fuck with. I mean, I know through this whole pandemic, you know, we haven't been able to go to the movies. You know, we haven't been able to do a lot of shit. So a lot of people have been uh, been able to stay home, catch up, watch Netflix, Amazon, or whatever. You watch anything lately interesting on TV lately that you possibly you could recommend? Shit, um, I like, a, like me, I fuck with a lot of um, war shit, like Vietnam movies, okay. World War II movies and shit, and documentaries, and, you know, I be fucking with that a lot. Um, yeah, they could uh, they could see a lot of those movies that they haven't seen on Netflix and all that shit on that shit called, uh, what the fuck is it called? Tubi. Okay. It's a, it's a free app. You can watch a gang of movies you've never seen on Netflix, HBO, and all that shit. And I say that because I went through all that shit during that quarantine bullshit, you know? Yeah. I went through all that movies on Netflix and, you know, anything on primetime and shit, but Tubi got all kinds of shit. You guys got to fuck with Tubi. Dope, dope. Uh, you Since you mentioned war movies, I would probably have to say the first one that comes to mind, one of my favorite movies is Saving Private Ryan. You like that movie? Yeah, that movie was bad. That was a dope That's one of my favorite movies right there. War uh, movies. Growing up as a kid, I watched uh, Platoon. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I sure did. Yeah, that Platoon's was the shit. That was a good I, movie. I, got, I was going to ask you. No, I got to mix up with the Hamburger Hill one, but not Platoon's. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm. Now, I seen when if people like, uh, um, I don't want to even use the word religious, but I'll say the word eschatology, meaning the study of the end times. There's one on Netflix called Messiah. It's actually pretty damn good. Uh, if you ever get a chance and you want to burn a couple of hours, this one is kind of like the Savior has come and people just like fall for him. They don't know if he's actually real or if he's deceiving them. Is that something new that just came yes. out? It's like Arabian looking dude? Yes. Yeah, I've seen, I seen a couple. Of, I've seen some, some of the... Um, I didn't see too much of it, mm -hmm. but I saw some of it. You know, yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting because, you know, it's easy. It's so many people are easily to be fooled, you know, and right. this, this movie kind of shows, kind of leaves you like in the middle. Is this guy real? Is he false or whatnot? So for for the people that may not know, um, where where exactly did you grow up at? Like, where were you Shit. raised? I was, uh, well, I was born and raised in South Central and, uh, um, shit, I grew up, uh, my childhood was crazy, man. I grew up in South Central and then my big brother, uh, Beaver, which you guys know him by Toker, we'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, he, uh, he was a, he was a hustler, man, besides a gangbanger, he was a hustler, man. So with him being a hustler, you know, he moved out to, uh, to the IE, you know, okay. to San Bernardino. And, and like I said, I, I mean, where can we start? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was a little ass kid in South Central. I don't remember too much of that. I remember everything in the IE. Okay. Uh, um, <clears throat> when we moved out there, um, that's uh, when I started. Well, I, as a kid, I knew there were gangsters and shit, you know, growing up. Um, but that's when we moved to San Bernardino. 
that's when I really knew the shootings and the fucking killings and all that crazy right. shit. So my childhood life was not like everyone else's. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of fools out there who grew up like I did, but I grew up seeing uh, my brothers and, and his homies and shit just straight fucking, you know, doing what everyone talks about and shit, you know, yeah. what gangbangers do and shit. But uh, um, growing up, I want to say it's San Bernardino and then Riverside. And then from Riverside, we ended up back in South Central. And then from South Central to Huntington Park, that's why I went to high school and all that shit. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah. So in IE, safe to say, that's where you attended uh, elementary and ju uh, junior high or, or uh, middle school? And what? In LA, you said? No, in IE. No, no, in IE, I went to elementary. I went to the, I want to say, first, second, and up to the, almost to the third grade over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, high school, Huntington. Yeah, and then Huntington Park Junior High and High School. Yeah. Okay. You know what? G growing up in a Mexican home, a uh, Mexican family, what type of music? I know it's the obvious, but I want peop people to hear it from yourself. What type of music was being played around your home when you were a youngster? Shit, I'm going to say besides Mexican music, um, nothing but oldies and shit and a lot of rap, you know, Easy e and shit like that. Back then, it was no Tupac. Tupac wasn't even out yet, you know what I mean? It was right. Oldies and, and you know... Fucking rap, which is mostly just Easy E. I don't remember nothing else, but you know, if it's gonna be rap, it was Easy E, and then it was Oldies, and then it was Mexican music, you know. Right. But then it was two live, what was it fucking Second to None, and then you know High C, I'm not your puppet, you know that song kind of went on radio and all that shit. Yeah. But besides gangster rap shit, I think it was the NWA that made it. But mostly, yeah. like I said, it was Oldies and shit because of my older sisters and shit. Um, and my uncles and shit, they're all paisa fools, so they'll be bumping, you know, Mexican shit. Yeah. Okay. What, what type of music that, uh, other than possibly the oldies, the Spanish music and the hip hop, you ever listen to any other, like, other type of music, whether it be classical, alternative rock, or, you know, were you ever into any, like, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, any type Me, of music? Me, man, I'm going to keep it 100, man. I like all kinds of music. If that shit sounds good and I can vibe to it, mm -hmm. I'll fuck with it, you know? Mm -hmm. if, if it's on, if I can put it on, if it's on the playlist, whatever, if somebody's bumping it, you know, the doors is the shit, you know? Yeah. yeah that strange people, that one's crazy. Yeah. It's just, you know, what he talks about, you know? Yeah. But I fuck with any kind of music, I don't, you know, if it's good, if you listen to it, if it's vibeable, I'll fuck with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the type of shit that I like. I love the doors, I'm a huge doors fan. I like, like, Led Zeppelin, I'll listen, I'll, I'll listen to it, like Ozzy Osbourne, uh, um, Black Sabbath, right. whatever. As long as it's dope, I like it, you know? Right. Um, but now, um, uh, growing up, did you ever play any instruments growing up at all? Nah. No, none? Nah. You were never interested? It just didn't catch your attention? Because you yeah. know in school, sometimes they make us play instruments. Right. But nothing ever caught your attention. I mean, one time they tried to play me, they tried to make me play the punk-ass violin and shit, <laughs> but that shit wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but, I like the way you said that, punk-ass violin. I mean, yeah, I remember that. Cause, and I remember I called it the punk-ass violin because I was a little-ass kid. And, and um, I remember you needed to pay some money to get that, that fucking violin. Yeah. And then I, I, I didn't know shit, you know, I was second grader, I think. And I remember I asked my brother, Tokes and shit, I asked him for some money and shit for that fucking violin shit. He's like, man, you better get the fuck away from me, ask for some bullshit like that, that punk ass violin. And it stuck to my mind. And I never knew why he said that. I was like, man, what the fuck? But then later on, as I got older, I'm like, man, what the fuck are they trying to play violin and shit? Because my mentality was like right. theirs already, you know? Right. But uh, I remember that. He told me that shit, and I was tripping. I was a little ass kid. I didn't know why he said that. I thought it was something bad. 
Right. And after that, the next day I went, I didn't want to touch that violin. I thought it was a punk-ass violin. <laughs> right, right. You know? Yeah, well, that's your older brother. Yeah. You know? Uh, now, uh, any sports growing up? Uh, no, nah, I didn't join none of that shit, man. I was right. just, nah, I stayed away from, I started hanging out with little bad kids and shit. They didn't like none of that shit, man. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. You know what? Here in my neighborhood, uh, I tried playing football. I sucked, but I really, really wanted to continue playing football, but... I just right. I didn't have the right motivation and the right people to to coach me, but I I wish I could have played uh, more sports, possibly baseball or whatnot. We were, we're talking about sports, so we were playing a lot of football in the street with friends down the block. Uh -huh. I remember that. It was I remember that everybody, all the kids my age, on second grader, third grader, they were all playing. It was about thirty of them, so we started playing. You know, we were playing tackle, and everybody getting fucked up, so we we're playing two hand touch afterwards. Football. Okay. But yeah, I remember that after schools and shit. Uh, now, now, were you a smart kid? Were you were you good in school? Um, shit. I mean, I had a lot of A's. I'm not gonna lie. You know, oh, I had a lot of A's and shit. Yeah, and and um, I remember even skipping all the way down to uh, junior high. Um, I would only go because I was ditching a lot. By junior high, I started fucking up, thinking I was you know I was already too gangster and shit, thinking in my mind I didn't want to go to school, so I was just ditching every day. But every time I would go to school. And I have a test, I'll ace the shit. And my teacher was like, what the fuck? So I remember they, I got kicked out of that high, junior high school and I got sent to um, Nimitz in Maywood, Nimitz Junior High School. And then uh, um, my teacher noticed that um, I used to have good grades over there and he seen that I aced a test one time. He was like, man, why are you over here fucking up? You're smart as fuck, man. He was telling yeah. me, not in those words, but you know. And then he made a phone call and he was talking to the principal about me and all that shit. And then he sent, faxed him over some fuck my test scores and all that. Then they sent me back to the school. Like it was an OT, they kicked me out and they accepted me back to my home school. But then I got kicked out the same day. I went back because no I was scribing on the wind on the on the desk. I was scribing and she got she caught me and they kicked me right back out. <laughs> Damn, they were strict, huh? Yeah, yeah, junior high school OTs. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah you, you know it's funny because I didn't start educating myself till I was like 21, 22. Uh, before then, I didn't give a shit. All I cared about was girls and music because I was already DJing at the time. Right. But when um, it, it wasn't until I was like 21, 22 that I finally realized that like, you know what? I think I'm a smart guy, you know, but I wish I could have applied it because I never really applied it when I was in school or whatnot. Right. So now um, let's talk a little bit about music as far as um, I know you rap and I know you you told me for the, the times that we've talked that, you know, um, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't so much that you take it serious, but you enjoy doing it or you like doing it. But at what point would you say, or how old were you when you started fucking around and started writing lyrics? Man, I mean, rapping never caught my attention. Okay. Keep it 100 with you. I never liked it to this day. I don't like it. It's just keeping it 100. Um, uh, shit, my brother pretty much... Uh, he made, not made me, but he asked, he, he used to ask me back then before even around the same time that Wicked came into the brown side. Yeah. Um, he wanted me to rap too and shit and all that. Nah, I'm good. I kept shaking it out. Nah, nah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, <clears throat> it's just because it never caught my attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, shit. I, um, I guess I'm a rapper now, you know, because yeah. I'm in this. But um, I'll take a long motherfucking time dropping the albums. I ain't like these rappers over here that can write shit down real quick, you know what I mean, right. and spit it, you know. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I guess I'm a rapper now, man. You know, yeah. do I enjoy it? Nah, I don't. I'm okay. just keeping 100. I don't. And um, 
I get tired of lying to a lot of fans. I'm about to drop an album and shit when I'm fucking lying. I haven't even worked on one fucking song and shit, mm-hmm. but people think I do. But you know what? I think I'm going to start tonight, man. How about that? It's dope. I'm fucking with you, man. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say, you always tell the truth, even when you yeah, lie. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man, I'm a, I got to get on it, I guess, man. You know, but fuck, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to go in the, in the studio now because my brother used to push me into this shit, you know. Yeah. And I was talking about, uh, every time I used to be in the booth, he used to be like, say it like this, do this, you know, sound like that, you know, in your face type of shit. And the last time I was in that studio, and not to sound like a little bitch or shit, but it's like I fucking kind of missed that part yeah. in that studio without him there. You know what I mean? And it's like it was a trip. It was a trip because when I done that Toko Forever song, I was like, damn, shit was crazy. I back in this fucking booth. You know what I mean? And, and it just wasn't the same no more. Yeah. Um, I guess I just kind of uh, just want to chill and work on myself before I get back into this shit. You know what I mean? But um, I don't know, man. I just... And a part of me just don't give a fuck about it, you know? Right. And part of me does, you know? So it's just, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how you can explain that shit, okay. you know? Now, now <clears throat> say a fan off the street sees you somewhere and says, you know, I saw an interview where you said you don't really enjoy it. Um, can you kind of explain why you don't enjoy it? Is it because you're just not comfortable being a rapper or is it more because you miss your brother? Uh, no, it's just because I... Um, I'm not no rapper, man. You know, okay. it's just, um, it's just, uh, I think a rapper is like danger, rest in peace. You know, yeah. he came in the picture rapping and shit, right, Porks? Like he already knew some bars in his head. And, and, and when they brought him over, when my brother, rest in peace, brought him over from junior high school. And uh, I remember that day, my brother asked him shit. He like, my brother, rest in peace, failed. Told my brother, um, Tokes. You know, this is this is the homie Carlos right here. Yeah. You know, he he can rap and shit. You know, and during that time, the whole brown side shit was supposed to be really for my brother Fail. Yeah. You know what I mean, right, Port? In the beginning, and, and then nobody knew he was gonna pass. He was gonna pass away a couple of months later. But yeah. I remember he uh, he asked. Uh, he told my brother, "This is Carlos, you know how to rap." And then B was like, "When I say B, because that's what we call him, you know, B, yeah. B." Yeah. But you know, it's Toker to you guys. Um, he asked him, what you got? Let me see you rap. And he started rapping. Boom, 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 boom. About everything that was going on with his scene right there. So that's a rapper. You know yeah. what I mean? To me, shit, it'll take me, I don't know, to make one motherfucking, one song. It'll take me maybe about five days and shit to write down a couple of lyrics and shit. It's just because um, it's not that it's hardy. Anyone can write a rhyme. Right. But motherfuckers would, uh, you need to be right on that beat. You need to be right on that, you know, that bar type shit. You need to be. And me, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I was the type of fool that I'll just do it. Oh, well, you know, I don't want a fool to be coaching me right there, right. you know. And, and uh, um, I know you're supposed to be learning every day. You can, If you learn, practice, you know, makes better, I guess. Yeah. I never practice. Every time I go into the booth and my brother Tokes used to be mad at me because of that. I would never practice. Only time I will go practice is like right there in that booth when oh, I'm there. I'll read my lyrics there. Why? I don't fucking know. I just, I don't know why I do that. He would tell me, you better fucking practice. And I lied to him, yeah, I'm going to practice. But I don't. I'll forget about it or something else will come up, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, now, how old were you when you first started going to the studio with your brother? Uh, a toker, rest in peace. Shit, when, uh, I think I was there then the first time. Uh, the um, I want to say, I remember some of the gang related. I remember uh, um, he, uh, we went to the BMG, 
the BMG in Hollywood. You ever heard of that? Yeah. BMG. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, we used to go up to like the third floor, boom, boom. And then um, it was a dude in there, and and I remember being young as fuck. I was a little ass kid, but I remember all this shit. Um, I was in there during the making of the, of the first album, you know. Okay. Uh, do, uh, do you remember meeting Easy E as well? Yeah, of course. Man. Okay. Uh, of course. About how old were you? It's still same age, same time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was a little ass kid, but I remember Easy E. You know, he was a uh, he was a short dude, skinny. And he used to have two big ass bodyguards. He used to be cool. I mean, we used to go eat with my brother and shit. We used to go deep as fuck. And I used to always sit next to Easy for some reason. Every time we used to go eat, me tocaba a me. You yeah. know what I mean? Next to his food. And then they'll be chopping it up with B. They'll be talking about hoes and girls and I don't know what the fuck else. And and then I remember I, I wouldn't be eating. I, the plate they would order me, it would be a big ass plate. And I would never eat any Easy E. would be saying, hey, little homie, you gonna eat that, man? I'm like, nah, go ahead and eat it. And he used to grab my food all the time and shit, you know? But easy, we used to be with him like almost every fucking two or three days and shit back then. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, about how old were you around that time? Uh, I want to say like nine. Fuck. Uh, yeah, like nine, ten. Um, yeah, the late, the most ten. D- definitely youngster. Yeah. I think when I first met him, I was like, I want to say eighteen, nineteen years okay. old. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen eighty-seven. That right. was the first time I met him. And uh, I was introduced to him as Eric. I met him at the swamp meet. Right. And uh, they said they're all they're um. Uh, putting a group together called NWA, right. and I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't even know what the hell that was. You right, know? Right. I said, "Okay." I didn't know who he would become, you know. But now, um, as far as back as you could remember, uh, how old was your brother when he first started rapping? You know, um, shit. Was he a teenager? Or, I mean, nah, I don't remember him rapping at all. That's what I tripped out on too as I got older. But, uh, um, shit. I think. Um, all that rapping shit came to him in the, in the 90s but as a joke i remember um i remember them listening to you know the um the fools that were rapping already you know last year brown kid frost no it wasn't kid for the last year brown first and they were like who the fuck these fools were trying to act they were trying to dress gangster uh-huh. and back then the homies didn't like fools that were dressing gangster but they weren't living that life you know right. that mentality was back then and and i remember and this was one of them right there too as a matter of fact these fools used to put in work, and I'm not gonna lie, they used to they used to put in work, like the major work, and um, for fools that would come and be on TV or on the radio to dress that gangster shit, but they ain't living that that they don't go through what they go through, and this is not, and I, I think I sit back and think about it, and it's not that these fools are hating on these fools, right. it's that they don't know the kind of fucking life it takes, the kind of balls it takes to be dressing that dress that way and to rep something. Cause these fools out there on the daily risking their lives going to, you know taking penitentiary chances and, and you know getting risk getting shot whatever for and for other motherfuckers that want to come and 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 get that fame just you know just to rap about it but don't live their life i can understand why fools don't like fools like that you know right. what i mean of course of course so a lot of people think it's by hating you know hey it's just if you're really out there doing it and you see other fools out here faking doing it they're gonna be like what the fuck? you know yeah. chunks yeah. but um but uh yeah man that's um so, so but in the 90s that's and when he pretty much picked it up in the 90s said. i want to say the 90s yeah and it started you said it started like as a joke it started as like not as a joke but they were like what the fuck kind of shit is that uh um right porks yeah it started as a joke but then you know my brother but you make something between the money yeah okay that too i don't know if you want to say that you know what i mean oh, I, I didn't quite hear him what he said say a little louder let's on side started so we could clean our money okay yeah, All so right. I don't know if you want to say shit, no, like, that, shit like that. It's gonna be on the book. It's gonna right. be some raw shit. Um, <clears throat> but uh, 
My brother was a gangster, man, before anything. Yeah. You know, he's a smart motherfucker. Like, yes. one smart fool. And, and uh, uh, but that gangsterness in his mind would never go away. It was just, he had enough fucking money to simply walk away and start another life with another company and shit. But he chose to stay gangster and chose to be around fools like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, he was a hustler, entrepreneur. You know, that's one thing that uh, everyone that I've interviewed or just that I've talked to that knew your brother. Right. Two things that they always say that number one, that uh, he was an entrepreneur, he was a businessman. Right. Second, that he looked out and took care of a lot of people. Right. Like he looked out for a lot of people. And that's one thing that a lot of people have continuously said. So it's, you know, um, which me, I never had a chance or the opportunity to meet him. Um, I, I knew I would hear Brownside would be at, at a studio called Skip Sailors. Mm -hmm. And people would say, yeah, they're over there. And, and if I'm correct, I think Tony G was working on the record at the time. Uh, um, and I never made it over there. You know, one of my uh, friends had a group called Folsom. They, they were recording over there as well. And they would tell me, oh yeah, Brownside is over there. But I always heard Brownside, Brown, this was, I want to say, 92, 93, right. that I heard that you guys were recording. And then, but the record didn't come out till like four or five years later. It was too gang related. Um, I remember um, they were having problems because everything was just too gang related. And back wow. then, in those days, nothing that was too raw was out there yet. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it was, uh, that was one of the big problems that that, that happened and shit. Was, they were trying to change up a lot of his lyrics and he didn't want none of that shit to happen yeah. but that's one of the big reasons why it wasn't out right there and then yeah w w was that easy or was that the the label behind uh telling them to you need to change some of the it wasn't easy for sure it wasn't him i think it was just the label and, and you know like i said back in the days you know if you can remember those fucking commercial all the music was all about positive shit yeah and 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 even nwa wasn't as raw as brownside was back then yeah. they were having problems coming out with that their own shit during that right. time um, but I think they weren't ready yet for the realness to be out there like that. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe that Hollywood wasn't wasn't ready simply because um, I know when being in the studio with when they were doing the some of the NWA stuff uh, when they did Hundred Miles and Running, mm -hmm. they had to redo a, a lot of the lyrics because the label didn't want them saying a lot of stuff. Right. So I could understand how you guys being Chicanos rapping doing this record coming out raw how possibly a label could be afraid, you know? And during right. that time, there was a movement that Power 106 was pushing. It was called Increase the Peace, Stop the Violence. Right. So uh, uh, to hear possibly lyrics that would have came out would have been against what they were trying to, Hollywood was trying to push right. at that time. Now, um, uh, just to ask, uh, some of those lyrics or some of those words that were changed later, um, what do you have or do you know anybody that may still have some of that first album music that never possibly came out? I got it all. Okay. I got all that. I got the tape from okay. BMG. Uh, shit, it's crazy how I found that, man. We can get into that now or later. It doesn't matter. But okay. it was just, um, uh, that was uh, a tape and a video that my brother, once he got out of jail, mm -hmm. was trying to find. He couldn't find it. And it's crazy because when he passed away, you know, months later and shit, I decided to go look for it. You know, I, I went back to where it all started, which not my homie Dino, an Italian dude. Um, I went down. He's the own Silverhawk Productions. He's the one that filmed the first Brownside video. Okay. And um, I went down there and, you know, he's, he's always been close 
you know, he stayed away for a while. He had moved to Hawaii, but he came back around the funeral, around my brother's funeral, and um, we we stayed in contact ever since. So I decided to hit him up months later, and we we're chopping it up, and and then he was like, "Look, man, Alex, if you want to come down here and help me, you're more than welcome to." But we went down his his garage. He has hundreds of boxes of all kinds of videos and shit. Like you walk down there to the basement, and there's boxes everywhere, like three rolls, boom, 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 boom. So I said, yeah, man, you know, I'll go. So that conversation right there took me another three months to go, you know. So when I finally went, um, it was crazy because the first box, when I went up there and grabbed that first box, for some reason, I don't know why, I just went to that box. The third row on top, in the middle, in the back, got that box down, and I found the fucking tape in there and the video that he was looking for. Wow. It was crazy. It was some crazy shit, and, and he was tripping out. We was, and his dad was tripping out. His dad was there, and we were just like, "Wow, that shit was meant to be." I guess you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I found that, and you know, all those lyrics are in there, and a whole bunch of samples that he, that he thought because he the brown side came up from my understanding is when everyone was using those samples, but yeah. then around that time everybody was stopping. You couldn't use them more. People were getting taxed and shit. You couldn't yeah. use samples. So that album that I have there. It's all sam with samples, you okay. know what I mean? Every single one. Some cool-ass beats, you know, they mix them up a little bit, but I got it all, man. It's so just it's done. safe to say that that's the original album? That's the original, the long-lost tape, yeah. Okay, wow, okay. We're going to go ahead and press pause right there. We're going to take a 10-minute break. We're going to come back okay. and ask us a couple of more questions, you know. Uh, but other than that, uh, once again, uh, call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that Clever is in the motherfucking building. So once again, go get yourself a drink, come back, get your popcorn ready. I got some more questions. It's about to get good. So 10 minutes, don't fuck around. Welcome to Rodeon Radio, and I am your host, Tony A. The Wizard. We started a GoFundMe page because we need you to help us meet our goal. And our goal is to release a Chicano rap documentary. And we need you to be a part of this. Everyone who contributes will have certain incentives offered to them. For an example, I'll name one. Your name will be on the credits of the film. Everyone who gives, everyone who contributes, uh, their name will be on the credits. That's just one thing that we have to offer it. But yet, if you read the description, you'll see other incentives for your contribution. If you've seen the Rodian Mixtape documentary, you will not be disappointed with this documentary shining light on Chicano rap, the Chicano culture. It is something that can be used as an educational tool uh, now and in the future. So once again, help us meet our goals so that we can start production. And remember this, we have a voice and we will be heard. You're back now to Jack Off Five when it's Tony A, the wizard with the podcast of Slap Your Culture Fat Ass with a fat ass dick. When Rodeo Radio's popping, the panties are dropping, you already know. Uh, I gotta make a couple of announcements really, really quick. Uh, I'm not going to give the date out yet, but we're, we are going to have a slow pain tribute this month. Okay. Um, we're going to bring in people that work with them that knew him very well to share their stories and help us honor somebody who is now resting in peace. Um, so now if you're a fan, a family member or uh, somebody that worked with them and you guys have pictures with slow pain, please email it to us at rodeonradio at gmail.com. We're going to make a slideshow and play it uh, when we have our breaks on the day that we pay tribute to Sloping. So once again, if you have any pictures with him, okay, um, 
please email it to us, scan them, email it to us, and uh, we'll go ahead and make it in the slideshow. We want to do something special uh, for him. Um, you know, we, we need to look out for ourselves. We're always busy when somebody else passes away. We're quick to run to them. But when one of our own, we need to support. So other than that, um, you know what? We're going to go ahead and jump right back into it. I slipped my mind what I, what I was going to say. But Clever, once again, thank you for being here. Um, are you good with that beer, man? You, you, you... Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm mellow. Okay. Yeah. I may drink the next 30 minutes. I'm not sure yet. I'm still cool. thinking about it. But uh, other than that, uh, I wanted to ask you something because who better to ask than, you know, than the brother of the guy who started it all, okay? Uh, how old were you, or if you can recall, when you first met uh, Danger from uh, Brownside Group? <clears throat> yeah, this was, um, I want to say, I think I was seven years old when I met Danger. Um, <clears throat> I met her over in Riverside. In Riverside, uh, my brother Fayo, rest in peace, he was in the seventh grade, I think, when he met Danger in Riverside. This was after we moved from LA to the IE, from IE, from San Bernardino, when we moved to Riverside. And um, that's when we bought a house there. My brother bought my mama house right there. And uh, we started going to school there. So I remember uh, um, my brother bringing a, a Danger home one time. And um, like I said, he uh, during that time they started the brown. They, you know, brothers in the works starting the brown side, and um, <clears throat> he brought Danger one time. He said he knows how to rap. It's a crazy story how he met Danger. You know what I mean? How my brother met Danger. But just know that my brother was uh, getting jumped a lot in that school because he was from LA, and out there back in those days, people from the IE area of Riverside, especially, they didn't like people from LA back then. And um, what happened was my brother was. was uh, getting jumped like every day almost and wow. danger was uh a regular kid back then and he helped him out one time started locking fools out and danger told me this story one time that he he used to always trip out of how my brother ne never used to run he used to always stand his ground and uh danger you know he used to admire that shit from my brother and shit so he one time one time he jumped up when they were jumping my brother and he started boxing with those fools too and shit so they became best friends after that so I met him around that time when he was in the seventh grade. I was like seven years old. And, and um, after my brother passed away, um, Fayo, you know, years later, uh, uh, Danger took his place. When we moved to uh, um, to Huntington Park, that's when Danger, you know, my brother brought Danger because he wanted Danger. Danger was a fuck up. You know, they were, he was a gangbanger, knucklehead ass fuck up. So my brother kind of pulled him away because he was like, I want this fool to be that rapper fool from the brown side, you yeah. know what I mean? And if I don't pull this fool away from the IE, cause we have a clique out there in San Bernardino, you know, that's where these knucklehead ass fools are from. Uh, um, and these fools were straight fucking running in the muck over there, all over the newspapers and all that shit. They were just murking fools left and right. Cause uh, you know, it's another story, but he brought danger with us and it kind of took my brother Fayo's place because he would tell danger, look, while we get this brown side shit jumping, I want you to live right here with my brothers and them. My mom, he bought another house in Huntington Park, and he made the garage into a room and a badass room with arcades and all that shit. And my brother, used, you know, that was my mom's house, and Danger used to live there with her. He was like our brother. Yeah. So it's crazy because um, right there in Huntington Park, you know, um, he was that dude that, and I remember this one time um, when I was in the seventh grade, I was already trying to dress gangster and shit, and, and I remember some little gangster fools jumped out the bus when I got out of um, school. I was walking, going home, 
And then these little fools of knuckleheads hitting everybody up, banging on everybody. Boom, 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 boom. And I seen them. I'm like, oh, shit. So I already knew they were going to bang on me. And I wasn't, you know, I was a kid. And, and they rushed me. Like, where you from? Where you from? And then I was like, what do you mean where I'm from? I was a little kid. I was kind of yeah. scared. I ain't going to lie. Because I was two big fools and a little ass fool. But I wasn't banging at all. I was just a little kid trying to fucking be a gangster and shit. But I was from a little, little, little tagging crew that Danger had started for us back then called DAY. And, and that was down ass youngsters. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I said that shit and they're like, well, well fuck DAY. And they started beating me up. Bing, 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 bing. So I ran home and I told Danger I just got beat up. And Danger was locked out. And this is a memory I'll never forget because I remember this, I remember that's how I knew Danger was just there for me and my brother, my little brother. Um, <clears throat> I told him I just got jumped. I was mad. I had a little fallen eye. He like, what? He jumped up. He was sleep. He had a Glock, I think. Clicked it back. Where's that? Like, all right, let's roll. We ran over there. He threw on the chuck with no shirt on and shit. He ran over with the Glock. We ran to the corner. They were gone. So I remember, damn, they forgot my back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was a little ass kid, but I remember he was mocked out, snoring <laughs> in the back, out. Cause he used to smoke a lot of chronic and shit. And uh, when I told him that he jumped up, like, what? Who? What the fuck were they at? He jumped up real quick, got his gun, clicked the back. We ran over there. And I remember that shit when they were, I always remember about that shit, you know, that's how much love Danger had for us. Or he was like yeah. my brother and shit, you know. Uh, yeah, I met him young, man. He became part of our family because when my brother passed away, he took his place, you know, and then when it was time for him to go to the studio with Tokes, they'll take off, you know. Yeah. But then he'll drop him back off. And back to the same old shit. We'll be in the block. He started the click we have in HP right now. Right, Lubo? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and um, we used to be in the block right there. And and he used to be right there, the biggest one, tallest one and shit. And we're all little kids. He's fuck with us, man. It was like fucking 20 of us, little ass kids and shit. He'd be like, where's that fool uh, Wimpy at? He didn't come out. Check court tomorrow for that fool. He ain't kicking it. And we used to check court him, you know? Because it was just a game for him. But for us, it was like a school. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, um, we used to fuck around. It was a, it was a cool time. Okay. Dangerous. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it, out of respect, uh, um, it, it almost even bothers me to even ask this, but uh, I want to ask for the public's sake. Uh, where were you uh, when you found out that he had a disease? Like, how did you find out? Um, <clears throat> I remember I was uh, I was there in Huntington Park, and he had already fucking left. He wasn't there living with us no more. It was barely, I want to say, like maybe like three months later, uh -huh. he went back to San Bernardino because that's where his clique is from, you know, in the IE. And, and um, cause see, Eastside Thresh is in, it's in LA and, and San Bernardino. Okay. You know, and, and uh, um, his clique, that's where he was at. That's where he where his tight homies was at. That's where all the hoes in you were at. And that was his spot. He was named, known for the, over there. Yeah. Like the enemies back then knew who he was. He knew They knew where, who all the homies were. Yeah. But um, he was back there. He had already left the house. He was just kind of getting frustrated of the brown side shit getting, taking too long to come up, you know, because he wanted to make money. Right. You know, so he started hustling out there and he started fucking up again, you know. And, and I remember I was at the house and... Uh, I remember someone called and said Danger just died. They just found out that he got killed out there. And I remember that shit hit me like a pound of bricks and shit, you know, because yeah. I felt like I lost a brother that day. My little brother, little David and shit, he started crying. My tears started coming out and shit, you know. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, that shit, I remember I was in Huntington Park, you know, it was maybe around, fuck, I want to say like 10, 10 o'clock at nighttime when we had that phone call. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, switching gears up a little bit, um, uh, your story when you first met Wicked, mm -hmm. you know, can you share that with us? Uh, uh, how old were you at the time when you met him? Uh, Wicked, I think I was um, 
Because he came, like, uh, Wicked came afterwards when they were already getting the brown side shit going. But since we kept losing people that was supposed to be part of the brown side, yeah. my brother wanted to bring in more people, you know. And um, he came in and when we were in Riverside. I was, like, in the eighth grade when he came in. I was in the eighth grade. And, and um, I remember him uh, pulling up. And I remember at my mom's house, my brother used to always have lowriders. He had all, he had a gang of cars. Yeah. yeah. He had a fucking 61, a white with baby blue, like he was saying. Yeah. And, and, um, and then he had a 63, he used to call it a sexy three. 64, he had one of Easy E's cars there that Easy E used to leave it right there. He had sold it to Easy E, but then Easy E would like brought it back one time and said, hold it right here. Cause he, I think Easy E had a little hole. He was fucking in Huntington Park. He had a Mexican little girl from back then. <laughs> Um, but that car right there, remember one time we took off on that shit, Lubo? Yeah. Yeah, we took off around the block in Easy E's car and shit. Yeah, well, I used to always jump on my brother's lowriders and shit and hit switches. But anyways, and yeah, and then afterwards he was like, who the fuck fucked up my bumper? Because I used to hit the switches, but didn't know to lift the back up. So when I used to lift it up, man, it fucked the back up. So he was like, oh shit. Yeah, so I was like, fuck. I used See, to always. And it's important that you share these stories because let's be honest, who else can share these type of stories? No, yeah, yeah. I used to get my ass whipped. My brother used to fuck me up. I ain't gonna lie. He's fucked me up because I used to do dumb shit, you know. Um, yeah, I met Wicked. Um, I remember him pulling up. I think it was him and one of his homies, if I can't mistake, if I'm not mistaken. But I remember my homies were deep right there. They were deep. Um, a lot of homies from SB were right there and, and um, in Huntington Park. And I remember he pulled up and all the homies, like, who the fuck is that? And they're like, oh, hey, uh, uh, I'm looking for a. Uh, for, uh, I think he said Toker. I don't know if she's a beaver. I forgot, but then they called my brother and he came on. That's what I remember. I remember they were chopping it up, but I didn't know that he was going to be part of the brown side yet. You know, I didn't know none of that shit. You know? So okay. I just remember that he pulled up and they were chopping it up. He jumped in the car with him and shit and they were listening to some music. And then afterwards, he started coming around a lot more. Okay. You know? uh, um, correct me if I'm wrong. You had said that your brother was trying to add more members to the brown side. Uh, was it more than just uh, Toker, Danger, and Wicked? Yes, it was um, my brother Fayo, rest in peace, you know, okay. the homie Boxer, rest in peace. Of course, Danger, rest in peace. Right. But Boxer was one the, the homie's brother here because he was like my brother's right-hand man okay. around that time. He was always there with him. Boom, 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 boom. He was in every single brown side cover, I think, a couple of them, right? A couple of them. Uh, all of them. And Boxer was just that dude. He was a smart dude. My brother used to like him because he had a good head on his shoulder and shit, yeah. you know. He was, a, he was like, obviously a member because he was there all, all, you know. I don't know if he was going to become a rapper. Was he going to rap or what? No, he wasn't going to rap. He just was that guy. Yeah, he That's was just. That's why he made yeah. the song, Standing By My Graveside for Boxer. Yeah, for, for the homie Boxer. But, you know, he was just part of that crew. Okay. Brownside, he used to have a jacket on or a shirt and shit, but. Um, and then um, I'm thinking, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking that's probably why he probably wanted more people in or one of my sisters that had met Wicked and told him, I got this guy that knows how to rap, you know, and my brother's just that type of dude that if my sister or somebody from the family say, I know this guy, he'll try to help him out. I don't know if that's the reason why. I don't know if because the members were getting short, people were getting locked up or dying. Don't know. But all I know is that's why I met Wicked, you know, uh, and um, he's a good rapper. Yeah. You know, he's got a good voice and he yeah. flows and that's the homie right there, you know. Yeah. And, and, and uh, um, I got a lot of respect for that guy. Dope, dope. Let me ask you a question that I ask pretty much the majority of all Chicano rappers. Um, did your brother, because obviously he, if the people know the history of the first album, if I'm correct, they started recording that album in 92, 93, somewhere around there? 
I think it started, uh, I want to say like 91, right? In the end of 91. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's just say 91. Did your brother, from what you can remember, did right. he ever consider himself uh, a Chicano rapper? And did he ever consider his music Chicano rap? See, that right there is... um. I don't think he did, honestly, being straight up, because back in those days, nothing, Chicano rap didn't even exist. Everyone was a rapper. Right. You know, brown, black, white, was a rapper, you know. Chicano rap wasn't even around back then. I mean, you know, Elijah Sher Brown didn't, you know, I don't think they, they said they were Chicano rappers. They were just rappers. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't think he, I don't, he's never ever spoke to me about that. But as time went by, you know, obviously we were all labeled Chicano rappers and shit, you know, right. when he got out of jail, the time when I got into the brown side. Okay. Uh, um, the reason why I bring that up because I was there when my manager signed a group called Proper Dose, mm -hmm. Frank V, Ernie G. They came up with a song called Mexican Power. Right. And even back then, it was never called Chicano rap. Of course, we were all Chicanos that were in the industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I get that. But that name didn't come around till later on. So I wanted to know for the fans' sake, if your brother, I guess during that time, but you answered it, never really, from no. what you can remember, considering himself a quote unquote Chicano rapper, he was just an artist. Right. Okay. Uh, um, now, when that album dropped, from what you can remember, what was the response that you were hearing on the streets? Shit, um, when that album dropped, we had a lot of what they had. I say we because I was always a little fool yeah. with them all the time. Um, <clears throat> shucking, um, we had, they had a lot of love, man. They had a lot of love everywhere we'll go and shit. Um, people would recognize them because they would have the brown side jackets or hats on or shirts, whatever. People were knowing not as much as now, honestly. But back then, it was just really hard because there was no social media. You know what I mean? There was no fucking none of that shit. It was just radio play. And, and um, you know, if you're out there performing, they done a lot of performings like in the House of Blues and shit like that. Yeah. And I remember pulling up to the parking lots. Of any concert they will go attend to, and people, oh shit, the brown side, you know, let them in, let them in. So, um, shit, I'm, yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. Okay, um, you know, Tony G. When I interviewed he interviewed him here, he said brown side was something unique. Now I'm gonna ask you, what do you think makes brown side different or unique from everybody else? Ah, oh, shit, man. Uh, I mean. It's just uh, it's just the re reality of their lives. You know, everything they rapped about was real. You know, um, everything they lived is real. And um, I mean, action speaks louder than words. You know what I mean? I mean, look around. You know, they keep getting killed and shit. I mean, it's fucked up to say. You know, I mean, I wish I was lying. I wish it was different. If it was up to me, man, I wish it was just all they were fake rappers. They would still be alive. You know what I mean? Fuck that. I'd rather take fake for them to be alive and have them still here and shit. Yeah. But it's just uh, um, the reality of, of, of who they were. They're real G's, man. And, and um, they literally lived that life. And, and I think uh, there's a lot of dudes out there who, who you know, they try so fucking hard being gangster and shit, you know. And it's, uh, um, I mean, some of these fools, I'm not saying they ain't gangsters and shit, but it's just a whole different ball game with these dudes, man. My older brothers and the homies, you know. They, they lived that 90s life to the fullest. Yeah. They rapped about it and, and always lived that life. That code right there, yeah. you know. Well, you know what? I'm glad you you touched on that because, like you said, it's the lifestyle. It's what made them different, made them unique. Because um, sad to say, I, I'm sure we've known studio gangsters. You know, uh, we, we've known people that claim to live that lifestyle. So, look, I guarantee you, your neighborhood and in my neighborhood, 
there's emojis there that we don't have to convince people that they're real. People just know. So they don't have to convince anyone. The sad thing is that we today we have people trying to convince you that you know they're real and uh, uh and the, the the sad truth is that everybody can see right through that right you know what i'm saying so um oh well so now they release their music uh, um what do you think if with your with your words um your brother's legacy is when when they think of toker what do you think that people think of Shit, and, and um, then i'll tell you have never met him mm -hmm. but gathering all this information i'll tell you what i believe his legacy is well shit when people say he's a legend i think people um think that just because he was a rapper and he was with easy and he was the first gangster rapper a real gangster rapper not like a rapper like you know he could say kid frost came out a little bit before my brother and shit mm -hmm. and people say he's that the one that started it all with that asa song which you know i'm not not knocking that off him, but he just wasn't a real gangster. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? He wasn't a real G. A lot of these dudes that came out before them, they weren't all real Gs, man. Uh, and uh, with all respect, and I'm not hating on them. They made some good music and shit, you know? Right. But uh, I think uh, besides him coming out as gangster as he was, with no lies and shit, whatever, people don't know the real reason why we, as family members, as homies, fools that knew him, call him a legend. Because he done a lot of crazy shit in the streets besides the gangbang shit. He was a fucking hustler, smart motherfucker that started shit and made it happen. You know, it, it, he made that noticeable since he was a young teenager when he was on 49th Street when he started that empire right there where he had it blocked off, you know, around that block area where he was fucking selling dope right there and being the number one dope seller there and took everybody's fucking clientele. You know, he had a little strategy behind that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And none, nobody was... Nope, everybody was doing dumb shit back then. And, and, and it started from there where he just started an empire and he had bank. So with that money he could play with and he was making people, helping homies out too, make their own money and shit, you know? But he was just doing some crazy shit that a lot of dudes wouldn't do. Like unbelievable shit, smart shit, you know? Yeah. They lived the fucking, these dudes right here where my brother lived a good fucking life while they were out there in the street gangbanging and shit, you know? They were fucking, they had everything. Yeah. Top of the line guns, top of the line cars, top of the line girls and shit. They were that it to look up to. Cause when I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster. You know what I mean? I was I, like, I couldn't wait to be a gangster to grow up and shit. You know, I used to look up to these cats right here, man. And, and um, it's just uh, to explain that whole why he is a legend to me is hard to explain right here. You know what I mean? Right. And this is why I decided to uh, go ahead and start on his book that he never finished just i'm gonna have probably had to start scratch because of uh the book that he started i'm sorry to say that it's under people who they don't know what the fuck to do with it and if i start with it you know it's, it's lawyers all on me and shit trying to threaten me to fucking get sued and shit it's just a sad case i don't even want you know it's just i want to let my brother rest in peace but i know every single thing he wanted to put on that book that no one knows you know what I mean? No one can write that book without me. And I'm not trying to fucking just say they can't do it because I ain't part of it. No, fuck all that. It's just 100% truth. You know what I mean? Me with the homies and shit that were around him and all that. What he wanted to put on, I know it all. And it, it's like, I'm going to have to start from scratch now to do it. You know what I mean? And um, it's just a, 
it's just a matter of time where I find that right person to that's gonna help me write this, put it all together and shit. You know, I can't incriminate him no more. I can't incriminate the homies. You know, doing the the ones that all passed away. So I think it'll be only right. He's gone. I think he would love me to share that part of him because that's who he was. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a raw ass book. It's gonna be something very fucking. It's not gonna be for the faint-hearted people. Yes. I just gotta keep it one hundred. You know, that's that's what it was. We was. He wasn't proud of it, but shit had to be done. You know, and and with that being said, man, it's just gonna be tripping out even the fans of everything. Why certain people died, and and you know, it's gonna be a crazy shit, man. You know, okay. and, and it's gonna it's gonna have to be done though. But to me, he was a legend in a lot of different ways. You know. Okay. Uh, you know what now. Once again, from all the information that I've gathered from people, not one person that I've interviewed on camera or off camera have ever told me anything negative about your brother. And that's just 100% right. truth. But every, one thing that I get, what I think his legacy is, if people were to ask me, did you ever meet Toker? At first of all, I'm gonna say no, okay? Uh, what did you think of everybody that you interviewed that talked about him on or off camera? Here's what I'm gonna say. Everybody said that he was a good, uh, a good man, a hustler, entrepreneur, uh, he cared and he looked out for a lot of people. No, yeah, they were all correct. They were all correct. I don't knock that off of nobody. Uh, um, they uh, they all met him after, you know, in Huntington Park, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and um, all the people that I've seen that have been here are the people who kind of met him already after the fact that he was already brownside and stuff. I'm not, not knocking nothing on him. That's exactly who he was. He had a good heart. Besides him, you know, having that gangster mentality, he would help people out, you know? Yeah. You break them off. You know, he had the money to do it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's 100% what everyone said. Okay. What everyone said. I don't, I don't think haters will talk shit. You right. Know, but. Well, I haven't met, honestly, I haven't met, unless they just weren't true to me, right. but I haven't met one hater that said anything negative about him. Um, now, I know you mentioned the book. Um, and then uh, a while back, you had mentioned, uh, if I'm correct, a documentary. Uh, right. Is that in the works? Uh, is that something you're just thinking about? Is something you're just well, kicking around in your head? Or The thing with me is um, sometimes I could be a careless motherfucker, man. And what I mean by that is, and I got to stop that shit because that's just being selfish. There's a lot of fans who've been waiting for me to drop a lot of shit. Right. I start on shit, and then I say... I let a day, two days go by, and I forget about it, and another day goes by, and another day goes by. I started a gang of shit, but I just stopped fucking with it. And then after uh, my brother passed away, shit kind of fucked me up in a lot of ways. Yeah. Where I just don't trust a lot of individuals no more. That's the reason why I broke out that that circle, too, because it's a lot more, you know, I don't even want to get into that shit, you know. But um, I just don't trust none of these motherfuckers no more out here. They don't make people like they used to no more, and, and uh, um, shit... I do, I have a lot of shit that I should have dropped by then, but I'm going to just keep that shit locked away until I'm ready to drop some of that shit, you know? Okay. But, um, shit, yeah, the documentary, what stopped me on that was the, um, the fucking virus bullshit. That's what stopped me. I was full force on that shit, going full force, and boom, that shit happened, and brick wall, I stopped. So now I'm here. Yeah, know? the pandemic, yeah. it caught, blocked a lot of things. You know, I had interviewed uh, Pablito here, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, I know Pablito was talking about a possible documentary uh, about Toker, the brown side, etc. He was telling me he had rights. Is that the same documentary that you're talking about? No. Well, kind of in the way, you know, I was already thinking about this shit, you know, way before that. 
way before all that, even uh, um, I seen my brother passed away. Some dudes got at me and they're like, hey, you should do this, this and that. It was a good idea. You know, um, Pablito's got some good ideas too. Mm -hmm. We talked about it. Um, <clears throat> it's just uh, right now, uh, I don't know. Everyone wants to do everything. You okay. know, everyone's doing their own shit right now. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, it's kind of hard to do shit because, you know, those individuals will fucking start putting out the lawyer shit on you. You know okay. what I mean? And it's kind of hard to keep pushing forward. So uh, I think that's a lot of the reason why a lot of shit hasn't been done. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I directed my first documentary on a guy, a Japanese vendor from the city of Whittier who used to sell music at the Rodeo Swap Meets. That's what we call this Rodeo Radio, dedicated to him. Um, I, I took a break from music from 2007 to 2017. The only reason why I came back because I wanted to do a documentary. Now, I'll be real with you. I never directed a documentary before. I set out to do a 45-minute docu documentary. It turned out to be three hours. But the first thing I did, I approached his wife because he had passed away. She allowed me to speak at his funeral. And uh, I mean, I'm 52 years old now, so I've been on that man for over 40 years, you know. And uh, so I asked her, with all due respect, would you allow me to do a documentary about his life? And uh, at first she said no. That's what she said. And then she came back and said, wait, um, only if you do not talk about his personal life as far as his marriage, his kids and stuff like that. If you could just talk about Steve, the swamp meat vendor who knew Dr. Dre, who knew Easy Eve and all that stuff, you can go ahead. Right. So I went full force. So. I asked permission so so that I wouldn't have to face possibly lawyers coming after me or right. people threatening I, me. Yeah, I get you. In this situation, man, I don't even think that would work. I understand. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna get into that. You know what I mean? I understand. It's just all bad, and I just want to let my brother rest in peace on that. Yeah. You know? But it's just um, it's just all bad, man. It's kind of like what happened when Eze passed away. Right. You know what I mean? Same shit. Man. It's just. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one last question before we go to break. And I know that fans are probably dying to to know, but it might be a legal thing as well. Yeah. I know you having the original first album of the Brown Side uh, with the samples and everything. I, even though I may already know the answer, but I'm asking for the fans' sake: Is there ever a possibility of you ever releasing that 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 original? <clears throat> yeah, there is, man. Uh, there's a big possibility. It's gonna be released sooner sooner than soon. You know, okay. Because um, I know his uh, that anniversary is coming up, and, and it's got to be done. And, and um, yeah, it's gonna be released. Awesome, awesome. Check this out. We're gonna go ahead and press pause right there, and then when we come back, we're gonna have uh, one of your buddies yeah. join us and fill us in on some more questions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, dope, dope. You want another beer, man? Yeah, let me get another beer. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, once again, uh, let me remind you, we're gonna have a slow paint tribute this month. Uh, we're going to be honoring one of our own. And uh, if you have any pictures, you're a family member, you work with them, you hung out with them, or you're just a fan, and you have a picture with him, uh, scan it and email it to us at rodeonradio.gmail.com. We're going to make a slideshow and play it when we honor him that day. Uh, I already have uh, um, people that are going to be coming and sharing their stories, uh, having to work with him, engineers, producers, rappers, etc. So it's something you're not going to want to miss. So if you have those pictures, please, um, once again, uh, email it to us. So we're going to go ahead and take a 10 minute break. So make sure you call somebody, take somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. As a matter of fact, break a bottle or somebody's fucking head and let them know that Clever's in the motherfucking building. We'll be back 10 minutes.
Welcome back, everybody, to Rolling Radio, episode 95. And once again, when Rolling Radio's popping, the panties are dropping. We're going to go ahead and jump butt naked right back into it. Uh, Clever, you want to introduce your good friend right here? Yeah, look, at this is the homie. Uh, okay, this is the homie from uh, from the hood. He was there in the beginning from the brown side. Yeah. Like I said, boxer recipes was his brother. He was with my brother every day. He was there from day one out there in the IE. And... Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> he can tell you a little more stories of what they went through. I was a kid back then. I was a yeah. little ass kid. I, I just knew them when I when they were at my house, you know, my mom's house, my yeah. brothers and everybody, and I seen what the fuck they were doing and all that. Yeah. But this cat right here will tell you guys why they started this shit, the brown side, why, you know what I mean, why B, you know, my brother was the legend and, and who he was, you know, yeah. and, and how danger came in or, you know, all that stuff, you know. Like I said, I was a kid. But I remember all my memories. This, yeah. this dude right here, he, he'll well, tell that's you a dope, more. Because he's going to answer a lot of questions that I believe a lot of people want to know that are fans of the Brown Side, Toker, rest in peace, you know, danger, rest in peace. Um, if you can give us a little bit of your background of, of how you knew Toker, or how you met him. I don't know if you got the childhood friends. Just shed a little bit of light on that. Yeah, well, I met him. I was like 16 years old. And um, I'm from his neighborhood. My brother from the neighborhood, my cousins were all from the neighborhood. He had moved to San Bernardino, and we just were a tight family. Never, you know, opened the door for him. Kind of, he was a boss, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so we never left him because everything he did was in that environment was, you know, boss moves. We were kind of in the streets, like real tough from San Bernardino to Riverside, all the way to South Central. You know, we, we were everywhere. And so... We never left them until we all started going to prison. Um, then we all separated. You know what I mean? When he caught the murder, they went. He caught the murder, and that's what kind of got him away from us for a little bit. He went in jail. My brother, they were going to come after my brother next for the murder, the same murder. But my brother died. You know what I mean? He tried to take the rap for Beaver, but Beaver told him not to. You know, he tried to go there. The lawyer was going to give him eight years so we could keep Beaver out, so we could keep this moving. Because the way we looked at the brown side was it was our ticket to get out, but to be legit, where we didn't have to, you know, do what we had to do no more. You know what I mean? Right. But we would, but so Beaver, we never left him until, okay. until he went to prison. And when he came out, I ended up doing a stretch. And so we all separated. And then after the danger died, we kind of all went our way. Okay. You know what I mean? And Beaver's Toker, you know. Yes, yes. Toker. Yeah, Toker. You know, yes, okay, Toker. I'll call him Toker, yeah. All yes. right. Toker's rapping me. That's the rapping okay. me. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, now, let me ask you this interesting question. Uh, uh, maybe both of you guys can shed light. Why the name Toker for inquiring minds? He said because he, he said they call him Toker because all the Toker, all the uh, he was a smoke he was a when he was younger. But <clears throat> Toker, like Beaver, he never did no drugs. He never drank. After that. He never after did. That, yeah, that after when we knew him. He never did that. I'm 48, so he was not much behind. My brother was going to be 50 about. He would have been 50 about right now. So he never did drugs. So we kind of just like whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like go ahead, you know. Everybody changed his name. It looks like every 10 years anyway. So right. if you want to, so he wanted, his name was kind of known in the street. A lot of people, and that's the reason why he changed his name because he was everybody knew who Beaver was. Everybody, a lot of people and, knew who he was, but never knew him. Mm -hmm. Like when they met him, they'll be like, "You're Beaver," and he was like. Yeah. I think big, yeah. and he'll be like, "What? You, you the one everyone's scared I mean, of?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so he changed his name to go with the, you know what I mean? Like okay. Danger, we gave him that name, Danger. So, yeah, he was kind of like we just gave him the name, and 
and he went with it too. You know, he okay. was like, you know, he was wanted to rap. Well, he didn't really want to rap. He, I think he wanted a home. And we, Beaver seemed the potential in him to rap. But it's like once we, like a Beaver said, told us, don't let, don't court him in, don't put him in the hood. He's gonna be the rapper of the brown side. And then about three days later, we were in Riverside. And we we're like, you can't be around us unless you're from the hood. <laughs> and so we took him back, court him in. Beaver came home. He was like mad. He was like, what you guys doing? He was like, we can't trust this dude if you don't put him in the hood. He's like, man, you guys are doing too much, man. And we was like, well, okay, you know, whatever. And we put him in the hood, and we went from there. Yeah. And danger was hard to control though, because. He, you know, he had, we, we, a lot of homies would be like, get out of here, you're making songs, you know, so he wasn't gonna let that happen. He was, he was, he was with it. Yeah. He, yeah, he was with it. I mean, we, we made, like I said, we made, he, I remember he made a song, was it Gangster Point of View? Yeah, Gangster Point, he made it driving from, we, Beaver was calling, Tokyo was calling, calling, where's he at? He's not even coming over. We are going to Diamond Bar, and we are like, all right, we'll get him, he's over here. So we picked him up, we told him, man, you gotta go over there. And so we took him, drove him, he made that song on the way over there. Okay, okay. So when now, he, go ahead. For the people that may not know, uh, why Beaver? Why, yeah, why? That was his name because uh, yeah, I he think had two, yeah. yeah, he had two buck teeth. They okay. were a little bigger. And he had a gap. Yeah. He had a gap. And when he was a kid, all the way to his teenage years, and he had that gap, and, and that's yeah. his name. His name was Beaver. Okay. Well, I met him with Beaver Ray. <laughs> so, yeah, I stuck with him. That's but even, even, even when we met him, it took him a, we took a while. We just knew of him. Yeah. He was just that guy out there, you know? And right. then after that, we just surrounded him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it safe to say that you were there when they recorded the first album? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we were, we, Beaver didn't start the brown side by himself. Mm -hmm. We all started the brown side. My homeboy Trigger wrote most, a lot of the brown side. Okay. And then they just we just kind of grew, and then Beaver kind of you know went this way, and a few between us started you know people got mad or things you know, and we just like ah, Trigger said man you know I'm not dealing with that, and stuff happened, and within us, that's what's always been the problem with the brown side right. is that, I guess when we were cool when we were younger, and then we get older you get your own ways, and it started feuding. Okay. So 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 yeah, we were the first ones to start. With. Well, my brother was in like the first one was what the one with the low right was the my brother was the one he talked to when he shook his hand. My homeboy Fido was the one gang related. My homeboy Fido was the one. That's my compa. He's the one that was driving the car. Lazy, Fido was my best friend. Lazy was my road dog, but he got life. You know, with my cousin, but yeah, this is my other brother. We started yeah. the brown side. You know what I mean? Okay. We were rolling with Easy. Uh, Easy came in when they talk about Easy. I'm not saying nothing about, but they, Beaver got tighter with him later. But it wasn't about like it, it wasn't really about like like Easy was out. We were kind of out there already. It was already out before Beaver. Really, we, you know, we kind of went into in. Easy was like we didn't really care about Death Row. So what do you want to do? You know I mean right? You know? right. Shields, I'm gonna tell you a story about Shields. Shields was talking about getting Granger to Death Row. Okay. And what happened was, they started a conversation about it. He wanted danger. Okay, danger. but Snoop Dogg was having a lot of beef with people from Long Beach, the homies from Logo. And so Snoop was kind of like, oh man, I don't want to deal with them essays. And so Dre was, uh, so Schultz was like, well, we could put him like, it's like an off branch of Death Row. You know, he had like, and we could put him over there. And he said, yeah, but we're going to have to see them when it comes down to the, um, the what do you call it, the, the, the yearly thing, the, um, that, like every year they're gonna have a com you know all of them get together oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he said and then we're gonna have to deal with the message and snoop wasn't for it and, 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 speaking and, on that too speaking on that right there danger made a song with bone thugs and harmony too yeah. 
Well, Bones, we were real good with Bones. Like, like I, I, don't, gonna, I don't know what happened to that song, but he I, made a song with Bone Thugs and Harmony. And wow. so it was kind of hectic. Um, Silk said on the anniversary, they would get together. Silk said, well, look, Snoop is like my main guy right now, so I got to leave that alone right now. Yeah. And, you know, and that's how that went. But Danger, he was, he needed a lot of touching up, you could say. Yeah. But for back, back in them days, like now, you know, that was like our take it out here. That's how we looked at it. Yeah. And also, I think Shugs was kind of scared at the fact that EZ had all these Mexicans backing him up. Yeah. So I think that was his way of trying to bring the essays, us Mexicans, to his side. Because... There's a lot of stories when they ran into them and they would take the fuck off. They would leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, we ran into the dining cart and then we kind of pushed up on them because we can't, we, we, we could, we didn't, this rap thing, we just, I guess it was like, okay, so that's what you're doing now, beer, toker, okay, whatever. So we kind of were just like, whatever, you know? Right. Okay. And so it was like, it, we had a, you know. There like, was times, man, when these fools could have smoked sugar and his boys. When they used to meet up at them restaurants out there in, in the rich area, like in Hollywood and shit. Yeah. But Easy E wouldn't let them. Well, he didn't want them well, Toker kind of was like, we don't want to bring that over here. And we because like, Easy oh, would tell Toker, no, no, calm your boys down. Well, Easy was, uh, no, well, Easy kind of was weirdy, but you know, because they were beefing. But Toker was like, no, we're, he kind of knew, like, we're going to bring this environment in here. And it's good, you know, nobody would do, no, no labor's company is going to want to deal with us like that. Right. And we were kind of off the hook. Right. You know, but we didn't need no deal. You know, we were going around EZ. That's why, like, the lowriders, that's how I remember he got in with EZ. We were, he was selling them lowriders. He had a shop. He was selling them lowriders. And we, and so when I was going to talk to EZ, that's what it was for. But I kind of never really wanted to be around pictures, none of that, you know? Okay. So I kind of like, but my brother was in everything. My brother was his boy. That's what uh, most of the songs are about all of us. The payback is what we did. Um, the, Seen by your grace art, they got dangerous picture, but it's from my brother Boxer. Um, he got a song they made for blood that that's family and family that ain't blood. That's for a sister and brother, and the other ones are for me and my brother. Yeah. And so we've been with him forever. Okay. They never, you never seen us without him. Yeah. Only when he when he moved to Honey Park, took danger with him. Right. Because danger, he he kind of knew like if you didn't, look what happened. Yeah. What he said three months, danger was back in San Bernardino, died. Yeah. So he kind of knew, like, I got to do this. Wicked came in, Trouble came in, and we okayed it. Okay. Because if not, we were, you know, it was going to be a problem, but we okayed it because we seen the vision. Yeah, the vision, yeah. But I okay. guess, guess, you know, we don't, we don't uh, learn to later. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question that I've asked Clever earlier as far as uh, Toker's legacy. What do, you, what do you think he'll be remembered for? When people mention or when people tell you the name Toker, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I think the people that will remember him as being Toker from the brown side and starting Chicano rap or whatever you, you know, like you were saying, is he a Chicano rap or not? I think the way he rapped, he was, because we always make fun of, like the way he talked. Yeah. You know, it was different than Dangerous. Yes. You know what I mean? So we will always tell him. So he got in it because he he's like, nobody wants to do it. He couldn't force Danger. He wanted Danger. And once Danger became the hood, he had his own mind like, if I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. But we were like, yeah, you got to do it. You know, Beaver said, man, so go over there and do it. I mean, why not? That's what you were here for anyway. You know, you got to get paid. And we ain't going to, we got stuff going on in San Bernardino, but we ain't trying to open it up for everybody. So you might as well get over there and get some money. Right. And so he's going to be, I think he's going to be remembered. Street people will know him as a boss. Okay. And the people in the game that don't know him, like you said, 
There's a lot of good, like you say, you never heard that, but there's a lot of stuff too. Okay. That, you know what I mean? But he was what he is. You, you, you know, you, there ain't no saint boss. And it is what it is. Like you said, the book, like Pablitos, I heard post come out with. I just talked to Pablito a little bit back. He, he says he got the rights to Beaver's life. Mm -hmm. So he was going to do a documentary. I told him if he needed, let me know. He said, yeah, he's going to get me. Because you can't, you can't write a book about somebody's life if you only know the ending of it. Correct. And in the beginning of it, there's only a few people that could say they were around. Right. right. And Pablito could say he's wrong because, yeah, we okay. I mean, it was, it was love. Right. It was all good. He was cool. Right. But we just didn't let anybody walk around. Sir. Right. Uh, it, it, now, let me ask you a question that might be kind of tough. But um, it, give me the first story that comes to your mind. What's your, one of your most or favorite memorable moments being with Toker? I had a lot. TJ. When we were in TJ before he went back, that's where he was staying at. Mm -hmm. But when we when we do it, we would go to River. Um, we, we went. I ended up with him because, and I had a lot of memories. But just I can't even really call it like two men. Just like girl stuff, uh, <laughs> parties. We lived in TJ. Me and him lived in TJ all the time. I was young. I remember him and coming in. When you say in, living in TJ, it's not living in the hills. Oh, no. In the mountains. We, we had no, beach, no, we, beach houses. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, no, we, we, had, no, we had a couple know? beach houses. You got one for your family and one for us. You know what I mean? And no one came before us. No girls, no nothing. Like, those girls, like, why you always got them around? He's like, what? We pulled our own weight, though. But but um, I ended up with him because Beaver was like, like, failed. He didn't want him doing nothing wrong because he wanted him to be a lawyer. Okay? Fayo was wasn't having that. He was a gangster. Yeah. And he, he would take off and, and so when Fayo died, I ended up when I moved to Riverside to Fayo was having trouble in Riverside, like he was talking about the story. I moved to Riverside to go to school to, to handle that. I met Danger and the day I went to school, the day I showed up in school, Danger was in the office. I told him, What are you doing here? I went to sign in and he's like, Oh, we got into it, man. They they tried to take off on Fayo. And uh, he's in they took him to an all. And so when the guys were there, so I ended up fighting with that guy. And then me and Danger, uh, they took me out of there. And the, the security was like, we already know what you're here for. You're not coming to school. They took me. I got a spell. I went to live with Beaver. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I never left him after that. They went to juvenile hall, went to camp. And then he didn't want to be around because Beaver. Toker always kept an eye on him. Like, what are you doing? Don't be doing that. And he was, and he only, and so he kind of showed me, it, it, it's funny because he didn't want him to do it, but he showed me everything. Okay. And so it's just, that's, I mean, the way yeah. I see it is, it's true what he just said. Yeah. He didn't want bad for us, the, yeah. his young yes, brothers. He, yeah. he yeah. wanted bad for other fools. Not bad, well, but he just wanted them we to be wanted, We were there. We, we were his homeboy, so I could see where, you know, like, oh, he, he was like, let me show you the ropes. I'm going to show you. And I saw everything. I mean, you're talking about um, 89, 90, counting like, Seven, eight hundred, a million dollars in his living room. We didn't have no machines. Right. You know, what I mean? you know, me, him, and Grill. Right. And Danger, and Danger just kept, he was living in Riverside, just kept coming around. He wanted a home. Yeah. So Beaver would be known in the streets as Beaver from Brownside. You know what? Now, let me ask you guys an interesting question. Uh, because, you know, growing up, there's always, you know, diss songs. L.O. Cool J, Cool Moldy, uh, you know, DJ Quick, MCA, you know, diss songs went, went around uh, the music industry. What the, that you guys know, was there ever anybody that tried to diss Brownside? No, I, I don't. Honestly, I mean, I'm not, I, maybe now you could say, but even then we'll still have that problem. But n n we would have went and seen them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what I've done, you know. I don't, I'm not saying it wouldn't have been bad for us, but 
it would have been that situation would have would have happened. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't. I, I don't not even should try to do that shit. Yeah. Know? Nobody that I know of. I mean, the yeah. things with nobody. Well, there wasn't too much people like, but the little people we did have a problem with. It was kind of like, you know, like like you know, I want to say like Larry Shay Brown. Uh -huh. um, he kind of just said remarks about him. We kind of told him, I mean, don't trip. Um, it happened with Kid Frost. Um, we kind of went that route. Kid Frost was kind of like a little issue about what happened with him. Um, Beaver didn't like, but he kind of pushed you because Kid Frost didn't want to let nobody kind of, no doors, but we didn't really need no doors. But he went up north and he did a, a concert and they, the guy from up north told him that he had to put a red rag on the mic before he could sing. Before who could sing? Kid Frost. Okay. And Kid Frost put it. And he was with, um, I forgot who was from, from, um, from Playboys. He was like, he had big money. He owned a lot of liquor stores, a lot of stores. And he was kind of like putting them with Kid Frost. He was with Kid Frost. And he kind of came back and told all that, you know, because he was from Playboys. So he was kind of like, oh, fuck, why you do that? And right. so Beaver ran with that, you know. Okay. But, you know, I guess, I guess if you start dancing, like you kind of, yeah. You, yeah, we kind of got a thing because it was, you know, Southside thing. Yeah. But I think it was more like, you know, you got to make noise to get in. Right. You know, but... But you know, our noise came, you know, people were like slow us down. Right. You know what I mean? And we were like, well, why'd you start that then? You know? Right. But then it kind of went away because Bieber kind of went on focus. He lost a lot of money too. Okay. You know? but like we were going to do a movie with, what's his name? Um, Martin, I'm um, um, Morris Day? The dude that came out on uh, print. Yeah, Morris time, Day. Yeah, yeah time. We did a movie with him. It's there. It's yeah, we there. did a movie. Oh, he got it? Who got it? I uh, seen my, him have it. My brother had yeah. it. I don't know who. And, he, and, he, and when you say we, uh, the brown side, brown yeah, because side. a few brown side. Because what happened was Morris Day was being with a Mexican girl, and he was coming to a park to to meet him. And Beaver Toker was the brother, and we were the brothers and their little friends. Mexicans didn't like so the we, black we did a little thing where, yeah, so we chased him around the park and all that. Right. And it, it, what happened was we didn't sign off on it, so they couldn't release it later. That's what we heard. So it's done though. It, it was done. made. It was it's made. Not out. Yeah, because they said that they didn't get signatures from everybody. And then I think they were getting sued though by Yeah, there was around. a dude named I wanna say um Hitman. Oh yeah, Hitman. He's a big dude in I guess it was the music business. He had got him for some money. Okay. So it was like he was learning as he went too, like you can't just trust anybody. You mean? Now, as far as this movie, excuse me for interrupting you, as far as this movie, because to me this is news to me. Yeah. I didn't know this. Did other people know about this? Yeah, a well, few people knew about it. Yeah. Well, I saw the movie personally. My yeah. brother had it. Yeah, you know? yeah, he, yeah, he, he showed it to me. He did a little tape. Like their part was gangster because they pulled up in the low rider. Uh -huh. Danger. These, yeah, yeah we went mad at him. Danger. Beaver took his hand. What's up? I'm your brother. Oh, and then we just start. What? What? You're not going to be with my sister. And then we start chasing around the park. And they start and, running and shit. And, yeah, yeah. Now, what year was this made in? Uh, that had to be before. I thought if, about if you had a guess. Maybe 94? like 93, 94. Yeah, 94, 95. Wow, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, Beaver. I seen him on Team from Mexico. He showed it. So he had it, but it never got released. Morris Day, another guy, what was his name? Who, who owns the, the, if you will, the actual product? Who well, has I, it? It would have to be his people, the Morris Day, because they said that we didn't, because what happened was, like I told you, somebody owned the money, and they were the, his wife was there, and it got hectic. So we kind of all just, doo -doo 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 -doo, and then took off. That, and we didn't sign, I guess, I'm thinking we had signed releases, for right. them to release you and we did it we kind of like go go get in the car let's go and we took off so he said that, that people were trying to get a hold of him hey your people got to sign this and we were just like 
No, I know how that is because right now we're going through an issue. I did a song with uh, Mellow Man Ace, okay. and, and, and I've shared it here before. Uh, we had Tina Marie come in and sing, sing a, a verse. She passed away. We did this, I want to say, in 1997, and uh, I paid her. Okay, and we shook our hands, you know, we shook hands, we, we uh, remained in touch uh, for about a good year. Eventually she ended up passing away, rest in peace. But the, here's the mistake I did because I never took care of the business side. I always just took care of the music side. I never had her sign anything. Oh, okay. I never had her sign anything. So now uh, she's no longer here. If I try to come out with it, guess what? Her people will come after me because I have no proof other than her voice on a uh, two inch reel. Yeah, you know. that's what happened to a lot of the music. He was making music with like beats, like like payback. We use um, James Brown. James Brown and his people. He gave it to his lawyer, and his people said, "Oh no, we don't, we don't want no Mexicans." Pretty much, they're like, "No," because right after that, I think somebody else came out with some using him, and they were like, "Cool with it," but they were like, "Nah, we don't want you guys using it." Okay. And so a lot of music we couldn't get released because that's how it started. Right. You mean, and okay. it got put on hold and stuff like that. And then we had incidents with each other that just put stuff on kill. Right. I don't think nobody was signed to a brown side back in the days. I don't think nothing has paperwork. Okay. If there is paperwork, it was for us because Danger right. didn't sign none. My brother didn't sign none. My homies, we weren't like that. Right. Trigger don't got no rights. He puts on, on some of it that wrote him by my homeboy Trigger, but now you look at it, and that's how. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, Clever, I have a question that I want you to address because there's there was some rumors going around on social media shit, you know. And I always have to make sure that I tell people I hear on social media blogs or whether it be Instagram or whether it be Facebook, people can post up whatever they want, okay. But there was a, a rumor going around that you were no longer a part of Brownside. I don't know how true that is. It could just be all social media stuff. I don't know if you've heard of that or if anybody's ever notified you of that. I don't know if you want to clarify that, if you can share a little bit of speaking to the mic. So, <clears throat> yeah. 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 Yeah, I'll answer that shit. Um, yeah, obviously, man, um, me, I'm Toka's brother, you know. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. I'm going to explain this shit like this, look, man. When brothers get into it, that's just brother shit, you know. Yeah. I'm the type of fool that, um, well, everyone around him during his last days before he passed away and all that, they were always, uh, let's say he'll drop a song and or he's thinking about dropping a song. He's going to say this and that with his beat. And everyone would always be like, yeah, yeah, that's the shit. That's the shit. Me, I'm the type of fool that if I don't like it, I'll tell him that shit sounds whack, fool. Right, you that shit. Yeah, just being honest, you know. And besides that, you know, besides that, uh, uh, um, you know, I'll just uh, tell him the truth about different things and shit, you know. I don't like certain things, whatever, whatever. So me and my brother used to bump heads a lot, you know. Yeah. And that was often. You know, yeah. I used to get mad because when I used to go in the booth, I didn't know no fucking lyrics. I wouldn't practice shit. He would be fucking mad. You know what I mean? He'll put me on the shit list. A shit list is like uh, he wouldn't invite me to all the bad fucking fun shit that we everyone would go to. Right. Like the cobbles or wherever the fuck this case is, you know, and, and everyone would go. So that's the shit list for my brother, you know, because that's yeah. kind of like what Danger was going through, right, Porks? Like shit list type of shit. Anyways, um, me, I was like, not, I was... It was just more, I was more into partying, you know, I was going out with a gang of homies back then with girls and all that shit, you know, and I wasn't really taking this rap shit serious because I didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. But he made me be part of it. He made me do that to the casket drop. Long story short, it's, uh, um, when he passed away, man, uh, me and him were bumping heads 
because of uh, certain things he wanted me to go do with everybody else from East Town Records, you know. Right. Which is, you know, the 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 uh, everyone else who's, who says they're from the Brown side, but they're really just from the East Town Records, you know. Okay. Uh, and I wouldn't like, like, I don't like going to perform in little wax spots. You know? It's not because I think I'm too good for shit like that, but because me, I know for a fact that Brownside held that value up and it should always be up there worth that. And yeah. it shouldn't be going to no little boo-boo little places. Right. When, and all these other cats that are part of the label would jump on anything. And me, I'm more like, man, that's- You were reserved. Boring. Yeah, exactly. So long story short is uh, to keep it 100, man, the, you know, Mama Tokes and me and, and the family, we never really got along, you know, long story short, she's kind of new to the family, mm -hmm. you know, and, and um, I know it looked kind of bad when we were all getting into it as soon as my brother passed away, but it was really because uh, um, I think a lot of this shit has to do with, they didn't like me and she didn't like me and with all respect to my brother, you know, he's resting in peace, but I used to be a fuck up when he was alive and I used to bring a lot of girls over and and I think, you know, her seeing that shit, she just didn't like that around my brother and shit. And then on top of that, my brother used to uh, be a baller. Yeah. So um, he's, he's used to taking care of me and my sisters, my mom, paying everybody's shit. You know, he's a big baller like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think she probably didn't like shit like that. I don't know what the case was, but it looked bad in a lot of people's eyes because that's his wife. But she was kind of new to the family. So, and, and, and with that being said, leave that there. The Thresa boys came in. We just met. They're from the hood, but they're new booties. You know what I mean? So they just came in the picture in the end of 2015. I didn't know they existed. My brother Toker didn't know they existed. We didn't know they're from the hood. We didn't know them. They're from a different clique. But when my brother wanted me to come into the brown side, I was like, all right, I didn't want to. But then I was like, fuck, I might as well. So then I was like, how am I going to go perform out there? You know, because in my mind, I'm thinking I have to go perform and all that shit. And I'm like, but if you're running from the cops, who are you over here hiding? Because my brother was out there in Mexico hiding from the cops. He was, the feds were on him. Yeah. And I'm keeping him 100. You know, he was out there. Yeah. And, and I was like, how the fuck am I going to... I'm not... Not because I was scared to be out here performing by myself. just because I'm that type of foot. I don't like being on stage. Yeah. I don't like that center attention shit. So I'm, like, I'm going to get some of the homies in, you know, that know how to rap or whoever's out, you know. And I asked some of the homies, and they're like, oh, these little fools right here, you know, is this fool Travi and this fool, whatever, whatever, you know. So I brought those fools in, but I never met them before, you know. So I'm going to clarify this because uh, I think in my eyes and some of my OG homies' eyes, a lot of people, it looks kind of bad in my place that my own little homies turned their back against me to pick the label side, which is, you know, with Mama Tokes and the brown side label because... I mean, anyone who didn't grow up with you, yeah. who weren't out in the street banging with you, or didn't know you that much, of course they're gonna be choosing the label side, you know, yeah. over you because they don't know you that much. You know, well, what I, mean? I think because that's what they were there for. Yeah, so okay. that's what so, they were there for. They weren't like us, like you know, he was there because he's a brother. I can <laughs> see when he changed, he he handled choice. People were going, "You're coming in." Right. You know, he he could have put his foot all the way down, but it wouldn't. He wouldn't. Right. It wouldn't have been. He knew what he was doing. You know, right. he he. So, I mean, so that's when those rumors when that shit happened. Soon my brother passed away, man. Before my brother passed away, he put me and Lady Benz on timeout because we weren't showing up to the uh out to the recording of the studios. We weren't showing up to whatever lowrider shows they were going to to go out and promote and try to, you know, out there rapping on on those little car um fucking lowriders and shit, which I didn't like it. My brother didn't see what I was seeing. He was out there. Right. He didn't know how these lowrider little concerts they were doing was boo-boo. You know what I mean? He didn't see, he just see what they put on YouTube. 
but he wouldn't see that there was no people there. You know what I mean? It was just right. a booboo ass little lowrider show in a parking lot somewhere with maybe like a hundred people only. And yeah. you know what I mean? And and they weren't even there to watch them perform. They were there to watch the cars and shit, you know? Right. So he wouldn't see shit like that. And I was like, nah, man, we can't do this. That shit's not that's not right. for us, you know. So I just kind of started he put me on timeouts. So I like fuck it, you know. I don't give a fuck. You know? So oh, well. so he, okay. I know you saw your brother's vision, but when he would, uh, from what I'm gathering, is that he would say, "Let's go knock out the show." In your mind, you're you're pretty much just saying, uh, for lack of better words, we're better than this. It, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're better than the people there, but right. it's like we belong on a higher platform exactly. than this. Yeah, you know, yeah. these people are just here. But you know, you probably get about ten to fifteen people watching. Exactly. You know, no, I think it was more like it's not a good idea. But it's, but it's his idea. So with all that, so he's telling way them like that, that, that's not a good idea if we it, do that. And, he, and he's like, words yeah, were being put on his head. You know, words were being put in his head that, um, you know, oh, he just doesn't give a fuck and this and that, you know. And, and he kind of got mad. He gets mad fast. He's a hothead, you know. So I'm going to put your ass on timeout. Fuck that. You and Lady Benz are on timeout. You know, he never said you're out the brown side. He never said you kicked out. That's it. No more. No, no. No, it's just, it's sad that he passed away. I was yeah. talking to him the same day. You know, we we're going to go, you know, he wanted me to go alive with him and say all oh, that shit's over with. You yeah. know, when I'm coming back, I'm going to drop another album. We're always going to jump on a song with him because he had a, like, I think he had like, how many songs did he have? Like, maybe like 10 songs that he made. He made 10 songs that no one has ever heard. Maybe more. And he wanted me to jump on a song, but he wanted me to go live with him and, to, and you know, end all that bullshit that I was going on my own shit, you know. And, and because I started my own little um, website, mm -hmm. Brownsider, because he... I had different ideas to drop gear and he wasn't with that because he was used to the big 50s and all that big, you yeah. know, but I was telling little fools I heard change now. Now they wear fucking little sweats with the, you know, that grip down to you right here where mm -hmm. you can show your shoe now. And he didn't want that. He wanted those big ones that overlap your shoe and you can barely see your shoe. I said, nah, how about you sell that shit and let me sell my shit? He like, all right, you drop your shit and I'm not going to be blamed for none of that. If they laugh at your shit, then that's your problem. So he let me drop my own shit. I started the brownsider.com. You know, he gave me the okay, and I had my uh, closing inside the store, too. And I dropped it, and boom, it went real good. And that's when he understood that ch times change. Yeah. You know, and now they started buying, you know, the snapback hats. They started buying the sweats that show your feet now, you know, right. those little joggers. Change. Yeah. joggers. So he started seeing that. She started seeing I was making money, getting a lot of sales. So we're going to squash it, man. I was talking to him the same day he died. He, you know, he died at that certain time, and me and him were chopping it up, you know. You know, he was like, come over here, we're going to go live, this and that, this and that. And then the last text was that that same time that he never looked at my text anymore. Yeah. That was the same time that that happened to him, you know, when yeah. when that you know when they rushed his house and shit. And, you know, you know and, and, and I'm glad you're here to clearing, clearing that up because um, a lot of people don't know that, that you yeah. were just talking the, to him. You the know? thing is that I don't I don't need to explain myself. I understand. My, my, my mentality is I don't need to well, explain well, to nobody shit. Well, I think know? what happened too was they came out with uh, a, I seen it. They came out with a, um, a video of Beaver talking shit about him. Okay. And he was like, man, he, he's out of it then. And, and a lot of people took that like he threw you out, so she following his wishes. But am I wrong? Yeah. That, that was the old video. That yeah. wasn't even the video, but that was the video yeah. because he wanted to start the new uh, brown side um, where you prescribe to it. He yeah. was going to do his own thing. And this dude was like, why are we going to charge our people to to have exclusives to our shit. Oh no, he's talking about the um 
the app. The app. The app okay. was, and so that's what he was saying. Oh, he don't want to be part of that. Then I, he don't have to get paid for that. He could be out of it. I didn't agree with the app because See? and that's what one they made thing. And like I told my brother that um, it's a good idea. Don't get me wrong, but no one's gonna pay. They'll pay, like, a few fans will pay to see what yeah. we're dropping new and shit, but in reality, though, uh, a lot of big stars try to do that shit, and it failed on them. You know, they had their own apps and all that. No one's going to, you can see all that shit for free on YouTube. Yeah. You know, everything you're going to see for free on YouTube. Even people that drop albums now, they wait on YouTube to drop now. So I try to tell them that, and we, you know, I kind of bumped heads with them because the other individuals tell them otherwise. So... It was just, you know, I was trying to, that's my brother. I love him. You know, I was never against him. I was always trying to give him that advice, you know. Yeah. So and that's why I think everyone, everyone would go along with it. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Because they were all like, you know, just like. So that's why I think they said that he didn't want him in there. So when he died, she ran with it. So it's then like, they started saying that shit. And then we, all that beef started yeah. when they made yeah. that video on YouTube. No, I, you know, I know how it is because, look, I have five brothers. I have four sisters. My younger brother's two years younger than me. And me and him were always fighting. When I say fighting, arguing, you know. He has ideas, I have ideas, and we're always going back and forth. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But your brother, brothers do that. I get it. Uh, if you're non-family, I always like to tell people, stay out of it, please. Yeah. Because you know what? Uh, uh, I, I could tell him, and tomorrow we'll be having menudo. Exactly. Well, he, he's, yeah. you know. he's all, Joker's been like that with all his brothers. Yeah. Lazy was a fool. Talking, kid drinking. Beaver always took care of him. Because Beaver took care of him. Everybody, yeah. So yeah. you mean you ain't a baller unless I mean you can't be a say you're a baller and then your your brothers or your or your kids are driving and, and something walking down the street with holes and shoes. You ain't balling there. You might you might portray to be a baller, but right. you ain't ball. Everybody had and he always fought with them because it seems like they look at him like you're my brother. Like fuck you. We looked at it different, right? So we that's looked, just the way it was. With all that being said, man. With all that being yeah. said, when he passed away, they started all that bullshit. Yeah, you know, they didn't like bad. me. For okay. a lot of reasons, you know, they made a video talking shit and I wasn't yeah. going to respond on social media. I told yeah. him, you know, when I see him, he's on site and I seen him and it was on site. You know, we chunked him up in the street like a gangster do it yeah. and shit, you know, yeah. Yeah. and that was that. You know yeah. what I mean? Hey, so so uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait. So because uh, I wanted to get you, you uh Call somebody out? Is that what it was? I didn't yeah, I ran, I ran yeah. to a... He didn't say the name. That's that why. Okay, okay. Yeah, Tom, he ran into danger. Yeah, that was I ran into him in the street. That, you know, they, they made danger. a video about me talking all that shit. And uh -huh. I, I kind of got mad about that. You know, how you going to be calling me out, you know, on, on YouTube or whatever little thing you guys are doing with my nephews there. You know, okay. with Toker, you know, my nephews there. You want to traumatize him more and shit? That's some bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't like Lies. that. And that's why I got mad at Mama Tokes, whatever. So then, all right, cool. You know, I ended up running into him in the streets and I told him, you know, this is my response. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just how these fools raised me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's just how we do it, you know? Yeah, we call him Tom. You got to deal with that. I mean, yeah. that's how, I mean. But, but besides all that bullshit though, man, so I am Brownside. Yeah. No matter what, my brother put me part of the Brownside. I was looking at the um, Wikimedia the other day and they took me off this shit. You know what I mean? Mm. When my brother didn't fucking do that shit. It was on months after he was dead, you know, passed yeah. away. I seen it recently that they took me off. I'm not part of it. That's some bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. But right. no matter what, man, paperwork or whatever I am, Brownside, you know, is only one still standing is me and Wicked, you know, that are members of shit. Right. You know, and, and you know, uh <clears throat> Yeah, because trouble from the Brownside. He he was Brownside, but he doing what, seventeen lives, something? Fifteen right. lives? Right. That's the only three that so, yeah, yeah, to answer that question, man, on Brownside, paperwork or not, I'm still gonna rep it no matter what. My brother never told me you ain't part of it. 
you know, it was just a little misunderstanding we right. had in the beginning. He put us on on, on right. that, you know, on do, the shit list for a little bit. But do you ever get to see your nephew? Shit, man, I'm keeping 100 with you, man. We haven't seen my nephew. Uh, we ran into her at the at the at the cemetery with um, him. It was a good time, but she don't bring. You know, we don't we don't get to see yeah. her. You know, mm. you know, she's just not. She's not, you know, my family reaches out. Right. You know, and I'm saying it with all due respect, you know, I'm not disrespecting, you know. I want my brother to rest in peace. But um no, nah, we have we don't see him. We haven't seen him in, in fucking like over a year and a half. Yeah. And she just keeps him away from us and you know, it is what it is. What I tell myself and I tell everyone is um as he gets older he's gonna see, he's gonna the blood's gonna call. You know, he's gonna call, he's gonna come. Right. And and, and I, that's the only way we can't go over yeah. the bug. We can't right. go over there, you know. No, I know how it feels because I have uh, three grandbabies. Right. And two of my grandbabies live in Florida, and I miss the hell out of them. Right. So I know how it is missing right. a child. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah, because well, my little boy was his age, and my boy asked for him all the time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's just fucked up, man. Yeah. Just, I think she just wants to be a boss now. Okay. Because there, was, there was never no boss. I'm a keeper. There was, with him, there was no boss with no girls. It was his homeboys. It's mm -hmm. in your family. Yeah. And now he's gone. I mean, it's obvious. He didn't want to talk about boundaries. He didn't care. But that's how she's acting, at least, you know? Right. Okay. Well, hopefully, you know, in due time, everything is squared away. Yeah, that would be know. nice. If Brownside or not, he could start his own. They even try to shut that down. Wow. Really? If Brownside Clever going to get sued if he, I mean, keep it real. So it, it's all bad. But I told him, uh, who cares about a lawsuit? Okay. okay. Uh, so now, um, I know you say that sometimes you tell the people you're going to be working on stuff. Is there anything in the works for yourself that people can expect? <clears throat> Man, I, like I said, I, I've done two songs that are complete already. I just haven't dropped them. This is even like before my brother passed away. Okay. They haven't even been mixed and mastered. Okay. But I have a, I got one, I want to say like 13 good beats that okay. I'm going to keep in 90 style. And I am going to do it, man. It's just been, you know, it's been a lot of fucking shit popping up. Uh, um, you know, life gets in its way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and me, since I'm not a rapper like that. I'll let it get in my way and don't care about the rapping shit just because I'm not a rapper, you know. But I think uh, I need to fucking drop something for the fans out there. Yes. And I need to keep that that gangster shit going for the brown side real fans out there. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna work. Um, I am working. I was working on it until this fucking pandemic happened and stopped it again and shit, you know. Right. But I need now that I see shit starting to open up again, I'm gonna jump back on it. Um, I was just on the phone with one of my boys and shit uh, with the uh, that that I was hitting up about it too, right before I came here. But yeah, most definitely I'm gonna drop something before um, the year's over with, that's okay. for sure. That's dope, because yeah. I, I do believe that people really wanna hear right. from you, you yeah. know, and I, I believe it's a good thing if you uh, continue with the book or with the documentary, whether, you know, I mean, I, I believe everybody has a voice and everybody should use it and everybody should share their stories, Right. you know, right. so, and, and that's why uh, me and John here, we created this platform so that people can come here and share their stories, take time and let people know the truth, not only about yourself or what's going on behind the yeah. scenes, but also about like Toker, because believe me, one of the number one uh, requests uh, is Toker, mm -hmm. like, Tell them to have some Toker stories. Tell them to share this. Everybody, you know. Yeah, I see that a lot yeah. with danger and Toker. They want to know. And, and and I told you over the phone, I said I wanted to make this clear that this is a clever uh, interview, not a Toker right, you know, right. interview. I, I wanted to make that clear. But I will ask you questions about your brother. It's the same thing that I told uh, uh, Wicked as well. You know, oh, the, yeah, that's only right. Yeah. yeah, he started it all. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, me, I don't mind. There's a lot more stories and shit, you know. Yeah. I uh, The platform that I have, 
you know, my brother gave it to me, you know what I mean? And it's like I wouldn't have had it if it wasn't for him. And it's like, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, I got to this is a lot of stories. It's not even enough right. for the show for it, you know? But, right. Yeah. All good, man. Um, other than that, brother, any last words you want to say? Because I know you said you're going to be trying something this year. Okay, uh, maybe something at the beginning of next year. Hopefully, this whole COVID shit passes so that we can start performing again. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. He has to do something because yeah. if not, then stop saying he's from the Brown side. Because you got from, <laughs> you got to start, you, if you really be from the Brown side, you got to start putting the music out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So okay. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to stop, stop playing and put some music out. Okay. Um, anything that I didn't ask you or that I should have asked you about the collab with Six Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said about the collab with six nine. Shit, none, man. I think uh, I think right now, um, what I see in the world right now before the pandemic and all this shit was even after the pandemic. Uh, I I uh, I want to give a shout out to all the the brown out there, all the raza, and uh, um, even though we don't get enough attention out there, you know, because I'm a brown to the bone ass food. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm I'm brown and proud ass food, and I just hate the fact that that um anytime anything happens to anyone any other race especially blacks and shit um like they go out and they fucking burn the city down and shit you know but when something happens to the brown people it's like whatever you know oh, it's just mexican or it's just hispanic person don't worry about nothing big yeah. you know and i hate that fact and, and this is why um i i used my platform a little bit to get that boosted up and um, I don't know if you guys, you were aware I was, I had started this protest, you know, the Brown, the Brown Lives Matter yes. used it against, not against the Black Lives Matter, but just to get more attention towards the Brown. And, and it's, uh, I think something, i done that because I know when my brother was here, Tokes would have spoken up on that, you yeah. know, because, um, you know, what happens, what's happening with the kids and shit, yes. you know, they're locked up in cages and shit, and I have a kid that age, and I'll fucking, you know, that'll be World War Three. With anyone, I'm sure you guys agree with that too. Of course. It's just a sad world we live in, man, that, that no one pays attention to us brown. You know what I mean? To this very, day. Very true. To this day. And, and it's, it's sad. Uh, um, I just want to tell uh, everyone out there to stand uh, brown and proud. And, and, and one day we'll be recognized and shit. Yeah. You know? One day. I believe that. And uh, I've said this plenty of times. And I'll never narrow it down. I know we can go bigger. But just here in California, we are a hip-hop's economy. Right. We are a hip-hop economy. Yeah. We buy everything, uh, tickets, concerts, music, whatever, the clothes. You know, we buy everything. But I do believe that it's about time that we start stop looking at other people to support us, but let's start supporting each other. Yeah, because there's a lot of hate. Yeah. You know, you know, the other day I had somebody here, uh, uh, another podcast, a pretty successful podcast, uh, my boy Lucky. And um, people were telling me, why are you going to help somebody else? That's, that's what they asked me. So my thing was like, why not? Why not? You know, my, my mother passed away at 63 years old, okay? I'm 52. If I get to live that long, I pretty much got about 11 years left, okay? So what I'm going to do from here on out is try to help anyone surpass whatever I might have accomplished and let them go forward. Only on one condition that you do the same for somebody else. Right. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. Yeah, right. so, that's good. Uh, any shout outs, brother, or anything you want to bring up before we take off? No, that's it. My kids and my grandkids, because if not, I can't go on. <laughs> my wife. Okay. That's it. They be watching. Like, they're probably watching right now. <laughs> that's dope, man. Yeah. So, you no more shout outs? No, nah, man. I'm just saying, you know, shout out to everybody, everybody out there. From brown side. Down. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, but let me say this. that uh, First of all, I want to say 
Thank you for allowing me to interview. It was truly been an honor and a pleasure. And whatever this platform can do to help further Brownside or whatever you do, then, you know, just let us know. All right. You know, All right. so other than that, um, I don't know, was there somebody, would you say something? Oh, no? I thought I heard you give a shout out. Uh, yeah, all good. So, uh, you know what? Let me give a shout out to yeah. Eddie Benz. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And brother, what, what was your name again? Rupp. 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 Yeah. Rupp is in the building with Lady Benz. And so. Lubonics and Lubon. Okay. And and you know what? I had asked Lady Benz, and I'm going to ask her right now if it's okay with you guys yeah. to allow me to interview her. Yeah, for sure. Cool. We're going to set that up. Uh, other than that, uh, let me go ahead and give it, uh, John motherfucking Elkins a uh, shout out. This is the guy that makes everything happen. Uh, eventually, I'm going to explain what everything happens means, and you'll understand. But uh, so thank John motherfucking Elkins. He's the he's the he's actually the wizard behind all of this shit. Okay. And I'm going to give a shout out to my Lakers because they won today. And I want to give a shout out to my Cowboys because they pulled it out today. Mm. An amazing comeback. So. Other than that, my son, B. Scandalous. Let me go ahead and give a shout-out to uh, my boy, DG, DG Media Clips, Alex Cervantes. And what was your other boy's name, brother? Lou Bone. Lou Bone. Lou Bone. Yeah, Lou okay, Bone. Lou Bone. Much love, much respect. Everybody, brown side, stand up. Much love, much respect, everybody. Once again, uh, 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 this month, Slow Pain. Uh, we're going to honor him here. So if you have any pictures, send them to rodingradio.gmail.com. Uh, and we're going to make a slideshow playing his music, honoring our brother who has passed away. May he rest in peace. And, and other than that, I'll leave you with uh, Freaky Tales. Make sure you guys subscribe for Freaky Tales Podcast. Uh, see, you, see you guys Wednesday with another special guest. Much love, much respect. God bless, and we'll see you guys later. Thank you.